0: All right. Hey, everybody. How's it going? This is our bonus episode. I am going to watch a, the Yokozuna match versus Bret Hart and a an additional match on top of that with a good friend of the show, Andy Costa. We're going to be watching this match. Andy, why don't you uh, tell, your, tell everybody a little bit about yourselves?
1: Yeah, I am... Uh... Andy, 41 years old and a lifelong wrestling fan. Been watching wrestling since I was, uh, you know, a little kid watching the Von Erics on Global after school and, um, you know, back big time and, and just been a huge fan and and, and love it. Looking forward to uh, reliving this, this match because this one I have some very strong feelings about <laughs> from my childhood from seeing it again.
0: So when you talk about watching wrestling as a kid, did you see Abraham Lincoln wrestle? Or are you that old? Or...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not that old. But I, yeah, he would, he would have been my champ. He would have went over in my federation, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're. Um, I think you're. What? Oh my sister, forty. I think she's forty now. My oldest sister. So. Yeah. No. So you're about that that age, but it would have been awesome to have you as a brother, not my sister as a sister, because. If I wanted to watch wrestling as a kid, like turn this crap off. We're watching this, oh. the babysitter's club or something.
1: Yeah, no, I have one. I have three older brothers, and I'm the youngest of four. So that's, uh, and one of my brothers, Cece, he's uh, nine years old, eight years older than me. And he was a huge wrestling fan, and he used to kick the ever living crap out of me. Um, one of the jokes we have is my, the top of my head is completely flat because he gave me a pile driver when I was about five or six on the kitchen floor at my parents' house. <laughs> uh, and I have a chipped tooth from him putting me through a uh, coffee table, suplex through a coffee table when I was in the second grade. So uh, he used to be the ever-living piss out of his little brother, and now I'm about twice his size. So it's kind of funny how the tables have turned.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think I have permanent uh, chin damage and neck damage just from my little brother putting me in the uh, crippler's crossface because i was like go ahead and do it and then he's my little brother and i'm like 12 and i think he's like seven at the time and oh man he put it on yeah i have a uh, buddy
1: of mine who i i I put in a chiropractor as a kid giving him the uh skinner reverse ddt which more people (laughs) would know as the uh you know the scorpion death drop now
0: (laughs) oh yeah i I remember that so uh what when you talk about watching wrestling as a kid what were you guys watching like wwf nwa the atlantic yeah, so I mean, you're in California, and I'm in uh, Massachusetts, so again, we're
1: we're WWF country out in New England, but the funny thing is, is again, you had WWF, but when I was a kid, um, I remember watching Global Wrestling Federation to start. They used to be on ESPN after school, so I'd get home from school at 3.30, and Global would be on at 3 and 4 o'clock. They would show old uh, reruns of the Von Erichs and, and all that, so my, my earliest uh, favorite wrestler was Kerry Von Erick, watching him and his brothers, and then... Then I got into the you know, Saturday mornings rock and wrestling when I was about six or seven years old. I remember having my Roddy Piper, uh, Nikolai Volkov thumb wrestlers when I was a kid. Those are probably my first wrestling figures I ever had. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. yeah my, so, you yeah. My, uh, my grandma was really into that too. Like she she loved Carrie Von Erich Yep. And the Von Eric but she really loved him. My my great grandma. And then she oh, uh but, man, she loved her Magnum TA. Like, she was, mm-hmm. like, I'd watch old tapes. Because I think it was early 90s when I started watching it. And she had, like, all the – I think she had Mid-Atlantic, WC, WCCW with the mm-hmm. the Von Erichs, Global Force, yep. all all those. She had all those. But, man, when Magnum TA would come out, she's like, she, would, she would make sure to tell me, oh, that's a good-looking man right there. And I'm, like, <laughs> five or six. And I'm, like, what? And – And keep in mind, she's late 80s, I want to say, at this time. It's funny. I
1: I never thought of it until now, though, because I always, as a kid, I always struggled with the WWF style with, like, the -the over-the-top superhero stuff. I always was drawn to the heels. And now that I think of it, it had to have been because of the global WCCW I grew up with because it was more of a, uh, you know, straight-up, like, straight-up competition. You weren't playing cartoon characters. It was, you know... Two, com- two competitors, almost like a sport back then. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing Hulk Hogan go over on everybody as a kid going, what is this? <laughs> so it was, it was different. You know, I wanted to see Roddy Piper win when I was watching WWF.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I d- definitely understand what you're saying. Like I, when when I was younger I was watching that stuff with my, my great grandma, but um, what made me get into it was the goofy stuff, like the goofy stuff that WCW was doing. And the goofy mm-hmm. stuff, like the Black Scorpion. I remember that. Yes. For some reason, I remember <laughs> yes. that. And then the goofy stuff with um, with WWF.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I loved, 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 loved Ultimate Warrior. And I thought Ultimate Warrior was, for some reason, like after he won WrestleMania, like I, I, don't think I, I don't think I watched it live, but I watched
1: mm-hmm.
0: the Warrior-Hogan uh, WrestleMania match and yep. then like within pretty quickly after that i i had seen sting on wcw i'm like whoa what is ultimate warrior doing here and he cut his hair and it's blonde and yeah <laughs> but i'm like keep in mind i'm like five or six so oh yeah for a good year i would say i probably thought sting was ultimate warrior and i just for some reason kept thinking that he would grow his hair out and cut his hair and grow it like it's and very then,
1: crazy too, and then all of a sudden you get that mind-blowing detail that they used to be tag team partners when they started together. I remember th- seeing pictures of them as a kid, and my mind was blown, being like, "You Sting and The Ultimate Warrior were tag team partners!" Like that was that always blew my mind <laughs> that, that that they even even knew each other.
0: Yeah, and I and I think it comes it definitely comes down to an age thing too of like like I liked the goofy stuff when I was a kid, but when it was mid '90s, when I was more of a teenager. And I started realizing, like, people like Chris Jericho and Eddie Guerrero, they're good. Hulk Hogan's not like Hulk Hogan's good, but he's not like a great wrestler. These guys can talk and they can wrestle and they can do everything you want. They're just not the full package. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I just remember certain things where it would happen in mine, like in the 90s, the gimmicks. Like, my favorite movie, even as an adult, is Scarface. And I remember loving that when I was a kid. So when Razor Ramon came around, that was like, that was like the beginning of the end for me. Like just I couldn't get much bigger than that. Razor was the man. <laughs> and wow. uh and uh and I remember just that that moment with him and uh HBK in the uh ladder match being one of my all time favorite moments, you know, of as the of that growing up with the that age. Um I mean that was when I was probably like, you know, twelve when that happened, twelve or thirteen. But that was an amazing match.
0: Yeah. I you know, I think I remember I, I was telling you earlier we were just talking privately that I had uh was buying the movies, the VHSs from the video store. Yep. And I think I bought that either when it first came out or pretty soon after it came out, that that one. Mm-hmm. And like when the new generation was going on, I was watching the new generation as it was happening, like what, ninety four to ninety five? Yep. And I, I love I love that. Like I know it's not good, but man, as it was, it's it like for me being a little kid, like watching the old school Ninja Turtles, so yes. much nostalgia. I know it's not good, yes. but it's yep. great to me. And that's how the new generation was for me.
1: Yep, Yeah, it had mom- it had it had its moments for me. I grew up on, the, I mean, I was part of the golden era was my like big peak at that. And then I really started switching over to, uh, I mean, I did once the gener- new generation got older and I got older, I I, I switched over to uh, WCW for a few year- years completely with Nitro and, uh that that was it wc wwe got me back with the attitude Era. that's what really got me back because i was uh yeah. done with the uh the childish stuff once scott hall ended up in wcw i would became a a fan of wcw full tilt um that was really a huge moment for me but i was also older too i mean i was about 16 17 18 so that was the you know peak age
0: <laughs> you know yeah so all right brother well you ready to get started with this? Uh, so get started with uh, the Bret Hart versus Yoko match. Absolutely. So where we're starting, people, is about two hours, twenty-two minutes, and forty-nine seconds. Is that right, Andy?
1: That is correct. Yeah, that's the it's the segment when uh, Ho- Hogan's getting ready to be interviewed with Mean Gene.
0: He uh, he mentions uh, some Oriental Oriental folks and. Not the nicest way. It doesn't age well for Hogan.
1: No, no, no. It's still not as bad as his Gawker video, but it's still not good. Still not a good look
0: yeah. for him. <laughs> a little better than the Booker yeah. incident, but not worse than the other. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, all right. Uh, Andy, give us a countdown and we will start this amazing match and segment.
1: Okay. So, uh, we'll do five, four, three, two, one hit play.
0: Man, I re- I remember watching this video and just seeing the whole because they did this at Caesar's Palace, right? Yep. Or yeah, Caesar uh, Caesar's
1: um in Vegas, so it was like a thousand Vegas. degrees there.
0: And I think Trump had produced it or something. Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah, Trump was part of this. I know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then they, they've had they had had earlier things. He's He's been involved with WWF and WWE for so long. But yeah, Hogan here, you can see him classic with that uh, that Shiner that he had during this event, which
0: uh, he got You said you you think he got that from Macho, right? Well, that was one of the million rumors.
1: That was like again, whether it's the dirt sheet stuff. I mean, the the true story or the one that gets reported all the time is that he got into a jet ski accident the day beforehand. Uh, Brutus the barber. Yeah, yeah. He got into a jet ski accident and messed his eye up. But uh, you know, during that week, and um, but I mean, you can see his eyes in really tough
0: shape. You know, just oh god. He looks like here he looks like the uh not saying your mom, but yeah. my mom. <laughs> like the 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 like you come home and there's some creepy blonde haired bald dude is walking out zipping up his pants and he'd be like, What's up, brother? How you doing? <laughs> hey, I mean I'm your new dad. And you're like, My new dad? <laughs> <laughs> <What?"> <laughs> like, <laughs> like... This, oh. I think this is right when he was, like, starting to do Mr. Nanny or just did Mr. Nanny, so he was lean and mean right here.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, this is also, too, like, is this right during the whole st- st- steroid steroid trial where he was getting off the juice and he shrunk about half the size? Then he leaves. I think so, the yeah. Because he was completely – he looked, his body was completely reformed when he was in the WCW. Oh, well, there's the, that unfortunate comment. <laughs> I just saw it on my screen. <laughs> Oh, Hogan.
0: We we don't support that here, but uh, but if we had Hogan on here, we'd let him explain what he said. And he'd probably be like, you know what, brother?
1: Yeah, well, it's, as wrestling fans, we know that the, uh, the, the it doesn't have a very kind past when it comes to nationalities and xenophobia. It always plays right into
0: all of that. Who's, this? Full history. Who's this clown doing the interview? Oh, this is Todd remember Pat this Gil. dude with the back... talk, I do Gil. not remember him at all. Oh yeah, the he was... just shoved that kid out of the way. He just like, Grr! yep. Oh yeah, he was Look a these dudes. They let the, those dudes walk into this the Caesar's Palace outside like that. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, this is just yeah. This is ninety three. So think about the days like this. These guys are all hot. This is before Monster Energy drinks. Look at these wild dudes. <laughs>
0: What kind of hair were you sporting back then, 1993? Oh, Jesus. Well, that's
1: is 93. But, I mean, I was I was rocking the old school bowl cut. I looked like Lloyd Christmas up until uh, a
0: little bit after I started. <laughs> that, that was me probably a couple years after the fact. But I think right here, I think I just have the shaved head. But I did right before this have the shaved head and the rat tail wearing L.A. gears. That oh, was boy. The thing.
1: Oh, boy, yeah. I think I was rocking Reebok laptops at this point. <laughs> <the> yeah. <laughs> oh, here comes Hitman. And I did want to say, too, I mean, you want to talk about great three-man booths. Like, you got Jim Ross, you got uh, Macho Man and Bobby the Brain sitting there calling this match. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's some talent.
0: It's crazy to see Yoko come out, the Japanese guy. Oh, yeah. he's Samoan, mm-hmm. which is... Not even the same at all, but that's fine.
1: No, no. And I just, I, I remember <laughs> watching him as a kid and being like, how could anybody ever beat him? Um, you know, this is just, he's, he, I mean, he was, I, I, I forgot what a, uh, an a- incredible athlete this guy was until I actually rewatched this match recently. Cause uh, I mean, for a guy that size, he gets around better than I do. He probably beat me.
0: In- yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in a like wrestling ring or a boxing ring?
1: Uh no, I'm not.
0: It is I I've been in a boxing ring cuz my my uncle's doing kickboxing. Yep. And um man, those ropes cuz there's <laughs> so many ropes. They're so stiff. And then just trying to get in them, it it's it's a workout just getting in the ring. So for them just to like you have to push the cables. Like you have to put some energy behind it so if you it get, it literally can push you back mm-hmm. if you have no strength like if you're just a, a weak person it would you would fall out of the ring like you would just bounce off the, the ropes and just fall out so like for these guys these they just do with these like oh it's going through that's a, a chore just to do it in itself mm-hmm. oh my god
1: Bret Hart at the uh just I don't know he's he was the man in the ring. That's all I can say about this guy. Became a
0: bit of a so this is bit,
1: bitter, jaded uh, man in his later years. <laughs> but
0: uh, but man. I still love Brett. I think we're gonna get some great stuff out of him because I no no offense, Brad. I love you, but I, I kind of feel like you're going senile. <laughs> but I feel like you're gonna say some amazing stuff here coming up <laughs> as the, the years go on. But I hope so. The, this whole this whole setup. It's just like David versus Goliath, uh-huh. just the showdown. And yeah, Vegas is a perfect spot for like something like WrestleMania. It's it's a, a, like everything, every kind of culture, every everything just wrapped into one. That's what WrestleMania is. It's just a, a pinnacle, like a build up of everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And this whole moment here, this was I remember this as a as a kid, <laughs> being always wanting to be that kid getting the glasses. Oh my gosh.
0: And then look like a goof, like, hey, I like
1: Brett Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's – this This match, though, I mean, this is – Brett and Yoko do a great job during this match telling a good story. Like you said, the David and Goliath setup.
0: Um, Going to crack another beer here. Oh, there you go. You drinking anything tonight, Andy? Um, I am having
1: a uh, White Claw, so cheers. What uh what
0: flavor white claw you have in there? Black cherry. That one's not bad. My my lady switched to Trulies, which I definitely appreciate and like more. Really? I think they're they're a little smoother flavor. The the white claws have like for me they were they start off really good, but they have like that too much syrupy sugar kinda. Yeah, I I too much of a of a in of an intense flavor. Sorry, burping up beer here. <laughs> Oh, this is, where is
1: the line here?
0: It's Yoko fun. looks like a, like a, um, like a, like a red Christmas bulb on the Christmas tree yeah. with this big old butt. It's all shiny and red. Oh my God. And this, this is one of my favorites too.
1: <laughs> I just remember as a kid, like, oh my God, Bobby the Brain oh. Heed every time Bret Hart's match is just killing him with Stu and Helen Hart and the 11 kids. But yeah, this this match you can just see how what an athlete Brett was. Like he just, um, and every move he does in this is has a reason. It was really, again, like you said, the David and Goliath story. He's not sitting there trying to suplex Yoko, do a bunch of dumb stuff. He's just trying to get the big guy off his feet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like this, like to put in pers- perspective for our younger fans, like I, I think this is what we're kind of missing with the new matches and they, they do get that feeling here yep. and there. Yep. But when you watch like a MMA fight or a boxing match, and it's like the showdown, the ready to go, like, like, you know where they got it right is the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, yes. Charlotte Flair match. was just a big showdown and just build up. And this is what that match was. Yep. The, this is what those matches always were. Like it was a big buildup. This is what, This was the main reason why everyone came. That's Mm -hmm. why most of those people are there just for this match. Yeah. And they had the time, though, then. I mean, back then, now you have –
1: I mean, back then, they were doing, what, like two hours of TV a week? Now you've got, you know, five, six hours of TV between their various things that they've got to fill. they got so many stories to do now. They get spread so thin, you know. But like you said, you could set these stories up. They always had these giant build-ups building up to Brett taking on Yoko Yoko, and how was he ever going to beat him? You know, just it, it was it's a diff it was a different time, different kind of storytelling. And sometimes you see it, like you said, but sometimes they just jump off and abandon stories too quickly.
0: But yeah, exactly. It and it, this it reminds me of like a sports game, like with the the Bucks versus the the Chiefs. Yep. The Bucks just the what Brett's doing right now, or he just was before Yoko could knock him on the butt. Uh-huh. But he just went at him like he like. Yoko like just oh, I got this, and then he just went at him, and that's what the Bucks did, and just just jumped on his throat and didn't let go. Yep, five hundred and five pound man. Look at just that scoop. Yep. That's just amazing. Just the way he did that. That's yep. He he is when they're. I don't know if you anybody had watched that documentary, and I don't know if you watched a documentary yet. The Yoko one that just came out I, on the network? No, I
1: did not watch that one yet. I can't wait to, though.
0: Um, I highly recommend that for anybody that's listening to this. Um, they talk about how Yoko was the popping-off point for the, the Samoan family, like for the Maivia family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, for... like there, There was Rocky's dad, Rocky Johnson, but for them to really be recognized... Was Yoko yep. like the reason why they're so big, is because of Yoko. The reason why The Rock really, like he was he was going to shine no matter what, mm-hmm. but to really get notice and people be like, oh, we need to look at this guy is because of Yoko.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it it is just incredible to see what an athlete he is and some of the stuff he does here. Like he, um, he doesn't waste movement inside of the ring. And it and, and and he you can tell in, in the moves he's really selling for Brett and making and telling the story. It it's they do a really, really good job during this match. They're the you know, they're not it it they make it believable for, for the size of the guys and what they're actually doing and trying to achieve. You know, and then here are the old, the old school rest holds.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know is which Hebner brother that that is imagine it's Earl, yeah, right? I'm
1: sure it's probably Earl
0: So before he was selling illegal oh, merchandise and got canned, I'm trying to scan the crowd right now and see what they they look like. I think where they have those power pools is kind of where is that where they have top golf at? hundred percent sure oh, out in Vegas. No, no, no. They, yeah, they know, They don't have Top Golf over there. They have Top Golf over off of um Rioch yeah, Casino. I want to say it's Planet Hollywood or something. Oh, look at
1: this move. This is just. Oh, this isn't the one yet. It's coming up. Well, that's the first time he got Yoko down, though.
0: Yeah, it's it's just it, it's the the David versus Goliath thing too. That you just got to knock the big guy down. And you got to show. Yep. Him. Oh, that's a, dude! I can't even get my leg that high. No, and I'm not even that big. Like, no, he's doing that. I get my leg that high. I'm going to urgent care. That's it. He's busting them out with the sweet chin music. That cop just sitting in the background, like, "What's up, girls?" <laughs> you know who has some bright heart hair right now? <laughs> Seth Rollins, modern day guy. Yeah. Seth Rollins got that wet, curly hair. I always think of Pac.
1: Pac's the one. <laughs> Pac, Pac yeah. has that whole, like,
0: that face muff he puts in there
1: where <laughs> he has it all right in his, yeah. right in
0: his face. There you go. Brett, Bret Hart and Pac had a baby, Seth Rollins. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. This is the one. A guy, a guy with the mustache just looking in the background. Oh, just missed it.
1: Oh, here we go though. This is I remember this is one of the moves I believe. This is the stuff. This is just like Brett's at the top of their game. They make they make the big impact moves like pay off and, and look realistic for the size of the two guys that they're that are wrestling.
0: Right here. You know what I always loved about Yoko's matches is when his hair, his ponytail yeah, would come out. Would droop yeah. a little bit more. Oh yeah. You knew, you knew. That's when he he's oh, a little more tired. Here you go. <laughs> if his hair was intact by the end of it, oh, nothing. But here we go. Yeah, he did that second. That second rope. Oh, oh, he bounced him.
1: Yeah, and then he just pressed him off, break up that pin.
0: I wonder if Earl, uh, the Hebner brother, was supposed to like be knocked out right there, <laughs> and then it wasn't enough a knockout, or that that's what it was supposed to be. I'm sure that's what it was supposed to be, knowing Brett.
1: Yep. This is just yeah, Brett off the top going off that second rope the whole time trying to get Yoko off his feet. And then that right there reminded me of the old uh what was it called? The heart attack, the finisher they used to do for the Heart Foundation. He was just missing
0: Oh yeah. He was yeah, just yeah. missing Nightheart picking up Yoko there. <laughs> you ever hear the story how the um, or where Brett did in his Hall of Fame speech where they did the heart attack to uh Vince? No. No. Oh, LOD was going to do it. Like, oh, we're not going to do it. And then, uh, and then Vince is like, "No, oh, do it, do it." And then Nine Heart picked up Vince on his shoulders. And then Brett said, yeah, I just laid it into him." Oh man, he said it in his speech, like in two thousand six oh! or whatever it was.
1: Uh oh, Yoko hit his head off the, the that exposed turnbuckle. You know, that's never good news. <laughs> oh,
0: trying to get that shooter in. Trying to get it. Trying to get, it, get, it, get oh. it. Oh, that's a lot of weight. And this whole scene right here
1: reminds me of one of my favorite move, uh, moments as a kid. Which was, uh, I don't know if you remember WrestleMania 3 Strike Force versus Demolition. This is pretty yes. much the
0: exact same finish to it. Ooh. Oh, Fuji come on. with the salt. Where's security at? But if someone like tried to jump the guardrail or. I got a line in the yep. audience. Security's right there, but dude in the front like throws some salt in the guy's face, yep. and it's over. That's what that that match like like in the documentary. Brett talks about that how it was supposed to be yep. two parts,
1: and then there's this part because up until that, I can buy it. I can buy the the salt in the face. You know
0: the the foreign heel wins by cheating. You know, but. Let, but I felt like there was a few minutes left like, yeah. Let him do that Let him try to get the pin Brett gets yep. out But he's just worrying and, and then Yoko just kind of beats him up a little mm-hmm. bit And then Hulk comes in He knocks him down And then um, you, Hulk somehow screws over Brett Accidentally And then Yoko wins the match Then it's over and Then then Hulk can beat him next pay-per-view Then they have their re- uh, rematch, but for Hulk to win it, for, all right, I, I went too far. Farther, <laughs> I just, oh yeah, farther. The ending of this is like not what it should no, be. No, and
1: catching up the listeners too, like, so after they win, you know, Fuji throws a salt in Brett's eyes, and he gets on the microphone and starts challenging Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan, of course, comes out and has to play king of the world <laughs> and fight for justice for everybody in the world with his black eye.
0: Look at that hair, though. Look at his hair just flowing. Hey, you know what you... A good friend of the show, John Solo, from uh, the Major Pod family that we're part of me and Andy. That's how we met each other. He had said that Hulk wears extensions. And I don't know if at this time he was wearing extensions. But he had no hair and he was wearing extensions. Oh, man.
1: I just think of Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they always say that he's got the, the thin hair of a Chinese man and the uh, skin of a hot dog. <laughs> and here we yeah,
0: go—the the perfect. Well, attempt. now, here, oh, yeah. Boom. And
1: this is the the one of the worst finishes ever. So Hogan's in the ring. Somehow the match gets restarted, but there's no belt ring, no nothing. Salt in Yoko's eyes, and then one one leg drop leads to the one, two, three, and Hogan wins the belt again. Uh.
0: <laughs> like, and then it like the the count because you missed the first yep. one. It looks like a tip. Yep. Like it was such a rush. Like oh, we know this is what's going to happen, and it's just terrible. It's that 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 famous
1: words. I don't know if you listen to uh, something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard, which I love, but uh, he always you know the three words at the end: Hogan must pose, <laughs> which was defined about ten years every every event for ten years. Hogan must pose.
0: Yeah, it it was. He went from, oh, Brett, no, you yep. got hurt. Oh, let me protect you. And then now he's like, look, Brett's hurt still. He just won the championship, and now he's posing for everybody. For him to sit there and say, oh, I never tried to bury yeah. Brett. Bro, you just did. <laughs> yeah. It was, it- Don't get me wrong, everybody. I I love Brett, and I'm sure Andy does, but the, this is a perfect example, the uh, flexing on yeah. somebody this is Hulk flexing on Brett and everybody like I'm in charge. And I, know yeah, I was on. not a
1: fan of this, like Yoko winning. I, if you were going to leave it with the schmas finish with him, with the heel winning, I can, I can get over that because Brett didn't lose his belt cleanly, like against a big monster who cheated to win. Like, but just to throw it right on Hogan and the way they did it, it, it just made no sense to me. Still doesn't. It was just very rushed. It-
0: I felt like it made like Yoko. Yeah, it me. made him both look like it. Like like the way Bret beat wrestled Yoko and beat him. And sorry, spoiler alert, but this happened what thirty <laughs> years ago, um, close to, uh, twenty something years ago. Um, the way he beat him at WrestleMania ninety four, yep. right? Um, was mm-hmm. believable. It was very believable. But the way Yoko beat Brett made him look weak in this match. To not have it, like if he would have just beat him, the way and it just ended and Hulk didn't come in, would have been yes. fine. Because he's a hero, yeah, he cheated. I mean. But for him, t- for him to beat him and then lose to Hogan and then come back and lose to Brett after the fact at WrestleMania for Brett to re- regain the championship was just a- it just it made yoko look weak and he No, wasn't it didn't do weak. it
1: didn't do anything to build up it didn't do anything to build up yoko and it didn't do anything to build up Brett. the only person it did was keep hogan where he needed to be and they didn't need hogan to be where he was he was always going to be there they needed more players around him to yeah, build for, up to it's for more stories
0: for more superstars and uh i mean all for for hogan's european tour or whatever it was that's what the whole thing bruce pritchard had talked about like well hogan always drew in the like Mm -hmm. so what he was going he was he told you i'm leaving i'm going somewhere else and then he went to wcw so you just did him a favor you didn't do yourself no i agree
1: it was it was it was they they needed to keep building up the other guys not be putting it back on hogan with with time running out and hoping that they were going to be able to keep him i mean that It it speaks volumes, too. Like, if you go and look at lists, that that whole WrestleMania is regarded as one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. It's always at the top, at the bottom of the list. Um, The only one that you see, that I've seen, that beats it usually as the worst ever is uh, the one where it was Bam Bam and Lawrence Taylor in the finale, like, two years later in the uh, main event. (laughs) But that one was not a very good WrestleMania. And for it to end that way, just, I think, really, really taints especially that match. Cause like you said, I could have dealt with Yoko and Brett in that finish, just being the way it was. Um, that's a good storytelling device. You had your champ, Brett, who you're trying to build. He lost his, he lost the title, but he lost in a schmoz. So he didn't look weak. He got salt thrown in his eyes and got pinned. <laughs> but then Hogan comes in and saves the day. Like he's his older brother trying to beat up somebody to get his lunch money back. Didn't have to happen
0: that way. All right. Well, um, Just stop recording right here. Uh, You can keep talking if you want. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. Still no recording yet. Yeah, nice no worries, me, Andy. Sorry, I had to pee <laughs> no so worries. bad. The last, like the last ten seconds, you started talking. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, I gotta pee. So, um, what was the last thing you were saying?
1: Oh, I was just saying that he, uh, the, that they made how they made Brett look weak, Brett and Yoko look weak. Hogan came back. I said the last thing I said okay. was he came back and made him look like his uh, big brother who had to fight to get his lunch money back (laughs) the way they
0: put him over the end okay so let's stop recording start recording and then i'll I'll just start talking then we can go from there five four three two one yeah i definitely agree with you on that like um hulk he even talks about in the yoko documentary like he did just a flex on this like he just like showing like this is what I can do. And he goes, I, I had the bright idea of doing this and it wasn't good, but just the way he's one of those people, he does and says terrible things, but the way he says it is in a nice way, like a nice tone. He comes yep. across nice, but what he's saying and doing yeah. is terrible. And that's what he Again, I'm i I'm heart. a
1: businessman at heart you know
0: in my day career and all that so i can see
1: when things make sense and when you're drawing money and you're doing business but like at that point in 93 hulkamania was on on about its second third round of life support and they needed to start coming up with an exit strategy and uh this was just i mean to me this this spelled the beginning this was the end this was the end of hulkamania and the wwf at the time it just had to it had to end (laughs)
0: yeah yeah the like I, I I seen it just you can see it just from watching videos mm-hmm. of back then how dead it was. And I think if you went back and watched the old what was it Saturday mm-hmm. night shows that they did, and I'm sure if you were at house shows and it was, I'm sure it was, it was the same way Roman was probably, yeah, bigger scale. Uh, people would boo, they'd be like, Yeah, the big old pop, and then mm-hmm. the second he walked out. Just boom. I would probably more even
1: say it's more of that Cena reaction that started to at that end because Cena, you still had all the kids cheering for Hogan, but you had a lot of people just getting tired of it. Um, yeah, the it, same exact yeah.
0: thing all the time. same—that's what it was. The same, same match. That's where I'd put somebody like Randy Savage above Hulk Hogan, like it was greatest of all time, and Brett, and uh, Eddie, and I would say even something oh, like yeah. Booker, like at least, or in Flair, at least they changed it up. Hogan did the same exact thing all the time in WCW and WWE. Yep, I I always get a lot of crap for this one take because
1: I one of my favorite matches, which is such a bad match, but I love it for the wrong reason, is the Hogan versus HBK at Mania because HBK made him look like such a clown with the overselling he did, which I know HBK has that reputation, which he has earned for being a diva, but... The way he oversells to deal with Hogan's drama leading up to the match and changing to me is just one of the uh, top five most petty things I've ever seen in life. But I can watch it all day long. (laughs) So, um,
0: well, shoot, dude, with saying that, like, do you want to want to do another watch along here in a couple minutes of HBK for Maybe. (laughs) I uh, can make time for it. Yeah. Okay, let me, uh, so with that being said, people, we'll wrap this episode up. We really appreciate it to you listening. Uh, sorry for the little break there. I need to make a little restroom stop, but we hope you en- enjoyed this one, um, and we look forward to you guys in the next one. Thank right. you. Thank you, guys.